0: What would we do, baby? without us Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be talking about have Gun will unravel. It's episode ten of Family Ties. This episode originally aired on the eighth of December nineteen eighty two. And uh I have a special guest with me here today for this episode. This is our first returning guest. Please welcome Janelle Vecchio.
1: Hello. Thank you, thank you. You can put your applause to a minimal
0: minimal what? <laughs>
1: I'm just talking about the roaring fans. Oh yes, they'll be so excited. I'm. I
0: don't back. know if people like cheer live at podcasts or not. I don't know. Like, oh, I do. Works. Oh, you do. Uh huh. So, like, when you're listening to one, you clap while you're driving along and stuff.
1: Well, maybe more in my classroom when I'm working, I you, clap.
0: You clap because it's okay.
1: unsafe to clap while. I'm Okay, oh, but I could shout out a woo woo. <laughs>
0: Don't clap and drive, people. <laughs> but
1: That's, you can shout out a woot-woot. You can woot.
0: shout out a woot-woot. All right. Well, we, uh, we've we met you before. You were on an earlier episode of the show.
1: Yeah, I'm married to Alex P. Keaton's friend here.
0: That's right. So uh, you're a good go-to guest here. We'll probably be hearing from you quite a bit throughout the series because you're awesome. Also, you live with me. <laughs>
1: I know, I feel very honored that I got to follow up such a special guest.
0: Yeah, for those of you that maybe are just joining us for the first time on this episode, um, our last episode we had um, our first cast member um, from the show, from Family Ties, Mark Price, who plays Skippy Handelman, uh, was on the last episode, so definitely recommend you check that out, that's episode 9 of the show, and uh, it was pretty great. And hopefully we'll be having more uh, folks that were involved with the show as time goes on. Uh, but for right now, we've got um, a, an episode to talk about. So um, let's get right to it.
1: Sha-la-la-la! All
0: right, it's your chance now to give the summary for the show. Tell us what happened in Have Gun, Will Unravel.
1: Well, first of all, on my notes, it says Have Gun, Will Ravel.
0: Oh, 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 <laughs> why is that?
1: I don't know.
0: Okay, I we'll ravel. Was
1: only half listening when you said the title out loud. It's not like they open the show with, and the title of this week's episode is.
0: That's true. You don't. So, you don't have to know that. We're just telling the yeah. listeners so they're you know up to up to date.
1: So the Keaton family comes home from a concert or a movie.
0: <laughs> it was a movie. It's
1: one of those things,
0: <laughs>
1: and they had some. Witty repartee with each other. And lo and behold, they go in the other room and they have been robbed.
0: Dun, dun, dun,
1: And I'm talking um, really, really robbed because let me just tell you, the stuffing was outside of the couch cushions.
0: Yeah, like they were thorough. <laughs> and it was like, like falling down the cushion yeah, as they walked in. like I in. felt
1: like they literally took a like wrecking ball and like just put it across the living room back and forth
0: okay something i thought was funny here is that the, you know they all go upstairs they find out that all their bedrooms were ransacked the living room was thrashed like you said even down to the couch cushions but they didn't touch the kitchen in which they were able to have a conversation and not notice the robbery up until that point
1: that's very interesting and they were in the kitchen because the silver was stolen
0: Oh, that's true. He sent him back
1: in. So, so they,
0: they carefully ransacked the kitchen. <laughs> like,
1: it looked perfect in the kitchen. Yeah, okay. So they were just like, went crazy and threw the whole <laughs> house. Maybe the wrecking ball broke.
0: Maybe so. Or maybe they, they just were like, you know, they respect the kitchen more.
1: I also found it interesting that you would let your children go around the house to check on their things, even though, like, there could be, like, a murder upstairs. <laughs>
0: Well, they were in shock. They weren't thinking.
1: I guess not. I guess Elise and Stephen were not thinking straight.
0: Also, just one more note is that they said, well, from now on, we'll have to keep our house
1: locked. Yeah, that was, like, really a, a product of its time.
0: Yeah, like, they didn't have it locked in the first place. And not like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we forgot to lock it, but... From now on, we're gonna have to lock the house up. That's just the times we live in. Kind I of feel thing.
1: that's how Big Bear is, though, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I guess so. I guess, I guess you don't lock them all the time. Some small towns,
1: but, but I've never like gotten the vibe they live in a small.
0: Well, no, they're town. in Ohio, so, so they're I mean, in like suburbs. Suburbs. Yeah. All right, carry on with your story. Okay,
1: so they got robbed, and um. That was all before the opening credits.
0: Yeah. Little stinger. At the all the there. way
1: before Shalala. So can I point out something I noticed during La opening do. credits? They they like flash pictures of the family, you know, from the beginning of their relationship to the end. <laughs> and in one of the shots, they're camping, and Mallory's in her mummy sack, like in the dirt. And the tent is like literally a foot away.
0: And she's sleeping in the dirt. She's
1: sleeping in the dirt.
0: People do sleep outside sometimes. I know that might be. But
1: Mallory. Oh,
0: on. well, when she was little. Maybe no, she, she wasn't
1: looked. little. She looked like she does now.
0: Oh, okay. It
1: wasn't like a kid picture.
0: Well, I don't know. I we, that we'll was we'll funny. have to see the backstory on that one.
1: All right. Well, then it comes back to the episode and they hold a family meeting. Everybody's real nervous. You know, since they've been robbed, and they hold a family meeting and then, like, a neighborhood meeting.
0: Yeah, the Neighborhood Watch.
1: The Neighborhood Watch comes over, and uh, they discuss. People give them some ideas. Um, One of Elise's friends, Phyllis, Uh um, was telling her she needs to get a G-U-N. I
0: like how they spelled it. Like that was so funny. I guess that was just a joke, but
1: yeah. And mm-hmm. anyways, she was so passionate about it that Phyllis actually poked Elise in the boob.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a great. I, did you see that too? I
1: saw it, you rewinded it. So okay, I so
0: it. I spotted it, and you saw it. Yeah, yeah. If you look closely, that it's worth like watching. And if you're watching this I'm on Amazon Prime, which you should be because it's free with your subscription. Um, it's uh, it's right in the scene when she's telling her about having a gun, and she's like picking up cups after the party, mm-hmm. and she totally pokes her in the boob she with one of like her cups. Rams her. I think it was like a little. It boober.
1: totally happens to all women. I will tell you, <laughs> I accidentally like touched a colleague's boob the other day. It's just you know they're out there. Yeah. Um, but it was funny that they left it in. Well, it
0: totally you can tell they're like it was a good take, so they just didn't want to like throw it out. <laughs> yes. But it's totally in there. Um.
1: So then um you know our our hippie parents are seriously thinking about getting a gun cut to the next scene they're at Bass Pro Shop.
0: <laughs> I don't think it was Bass Pro Shop at That's the time. That's just what I think of. That's
1: good. Yeah. Bass Pro Shop. Um the gun lady in this scene, the lady, the old lady who sells the guns, is hilarious. Yes. So you definitely um, need to check her out.
0: Oh, we will. We'll look at the guest stars in a bit.
1: And um, they bought the gun.
0: I know. Crazy.
1: They bring it home. They're really treating it like kind of, you know, taboo. Like they have a gun, but they're pacifists. Pacifists? Mm-hmm. And um, there's no question of, like, they don't know anything about gun safety since they just stick it in the drawer.
0: Right. No, no, like, safe lock or anything like no, that. none of that. Their idea of safety was to have the bullets in one drawer and the gun in another.
1: Right. Is this the first time we've seen Steven and Elise's room? I
0: feel like it is. And I think their dresser is funny that they obviously share, and it's from, like, the 1800s or something.
1: Well, I was going to say, like... I don't know, I, I've always thought of Stephen and Elise as like um you know very worldly, very cultured, and their room looked like it was out of like Winchester mystery house
0: <laughs> right.
1: It was very antique. We're talking um eyelet um pillowcases, <laughs> and they had like a crocheted blanket and like. Very old lampshades. It just didn't seem like their style. Well,
0: here's why I think it is. Or at least why I think it makes more sense than you're thinking. Because, yes, they're ex-hippies. But remember what Elise, her job is, she's an architect. And she designs homes and stuff. So, I think she's developed more of a sense of style... You know. I think
1: she would be more worldly, though.
0: I don't. Maybe I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about style to know. It Have like a little
1: more, you know. Um, I don't know steampunk theme in there.
0: Steampunk? You think that's mm-hmm. what fits them? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know about as I much think. about it as I do. Then <laughs> it sounds good. Um. Anyways, they hear a noise downstairs after Stephen hid the gun in the dresser, and. You're made to believe he grabbed the gun and went downstairs. It ended up being our very own Alex P. Keaton.
0: Back from his friend's house.
1: Um, he had a big fight with his friend over social security. <laughs> his friend was for it.
0: And he couldn't stay there. <laughs> he couldn't stay there. His principles.
1: Anyways, you're made to believe that um, Stephen almost shot his own son. But he couldn't do it. It's revealed he couldn't do it. He went to open the drawer, couldn't grab the gun, um, grabbed a tennis racket instead. He couldn't um, stand the thought of hurting somebody, and um, good thing because he would have shot his son. Yeah, it's the lesson to be learned about guns. You might shoot somebody you love. I like
0: Alex's, Were well, you going to challenge me to a tennis match?
1: Yes. So, um, yeah.
0: That's kind of where it ends, right?
1: And then they get rid of the gun the they, next
0: they say. Yeah, they say they're going to take it back.
1: As far as we know. I mean, maybe they didn't. And there's a l- later episode. There's a little cliffhanger. That's true. <laughs> they say they are. sha la
0: right. That was an excellent summary. Thank you.
1: I'm very thorough.
0: Yes. Uh, so I had looked up a couple little trivia things about this episode, just some some quick stuff to go over. Um, the title, first of all, just come is another in a long line of
1: Have Gun Will Ravel.
0: Yes, uh, will unravel, will travel. Have Gun Will Travel is the name of an oh, old TV show. Oh, got That's it. why you're getting confused. With this. That's why I wanted to mention it. Got it. Um, a lot of their episode titles are like a play on words, um, of other TV shows or. Popular culture things like that. So, uh, so that's one thing. Um, another one that's interesting. Somebody wrote this up on uh, on IMDb actually, and I thought it was worth looking at. Here is that we are starting to get to know the neighborhood around the Keatons, and we've started to fill in where some of the families are around them that are actually you know ongoing in some cases. Phyllis. Um, in this episode, we find out that the Barkham family lives next door. Okay. Because remember, Alex went to go visit the Bark. He was staying over at the Barkham's right, house. Right. And, they found he's next door. Um The Obeck family is mentioned as living across the street in this episode, although mm. apparently in other episodes, it's questionable they might be next door um, on the other side, depending on the episode. Maybe they live in a cul-de-sac, so it's confusing. Oh,
1: yeah. Circu- circles always are confusing. That's my guess.
0: Um, we know the Handelman family, um, Skippy's family, from last episode lives on the street, Um so... Anyway, there's just a yeah, few. Yeah, they weren't at
1: the neighborhood watch meeting. They were
0: not at the neighborhood. Well, maybe his parents were. Maybe they were some of the, un, you know, the un, the no-line people that were there. The
1: people standing in the back.
0: People that didn't get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only <laughs> two people spoke at the meeting because they were all nervous. Yes. You know? So, yeah, uh, that's some trivia for you. All right. All right, well, we had a few um, memorable guest stars on this episode, so I want to look at those real quick in a little guest star parade. Uh, First up, we have Jack Riley. That's the one that you said you recognized. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the one that played Earl, who's the guy that, uh, the neighbor that was all for G-U-N Bahing. Um, He was was pretty, had some funny lines in there.
1: He was definitely a Clint Eastwood.
0: Yeah, he was the man's (laughs) man, right? So a couple of fun things um about him he uh he was played by a guy named Jack Riley and um he is actually the voice of Stu Pickles on Rugrats um which that's the dad that's
1: really right Really cool Yeah
0: and he's um he was that for the original series all the games and movies and spin-off series and everything he's been the voice of that for a long time um. Also, just wanted to mention, he had a little bit part on Seinfeld. Um. On Which the episode, is like your the Muffin
1: favorite Tops TV show. It, it's definitely up there, types. of
0: course. Aside from Family Ties, of course. <laughs> um. And then another fun thing about him is that he has been um, a recurring actor in a bunch of Mel Brooks movies. He was uh, mostly small roles, although he has. Um, spoken lines in a lot of them. He was in Spaceballs, To Be or Not To Be, History of the World Part 1, High Anxiety, and Silent Movie. Um, all as, you know, again, somewhat smaller roles. Um, but that's kind of cool. He's got a cool relationship there. And finally, um, if you remember correctly from last episode when I talked to Mark Price, one of the things we talked about was his appearance on um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes 4, Tomatoes Eat France. He uh, played himself pretending to be Michael J. Fox in that movie. So, we got some fun stories from him. And uh, this actor that we're talking about here, Jack Riley, actually was in the original Attack of the Killer Tomatoes.
1: Whoa. So,
0: this comes full circle here.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: Yeah. Let's see. The next guest star we have is the uh, police officer, um, who was Officer Becker, who ran the neighborhood watch meeting. He had some funny stuff he was incited some panic in the neighbors there um he was played by a guy named pat mcnamara and um he plays basically he was in a lot a lot of stuff and a lot of them was he played a police a officer. officer so he a few notable have, ones
1: have the look
0: fight club he was a police officer the silence of the lambs he was a sheriff lean Ooh, on me Get eaten? um no i think he was i want to say he's the guy that worked at the jail but I'm I not thought that guy sure.
1: got his face eaten off.
0: I don't know, maybe, probably. Who knows?
1: <laughs> it is Silence of the Lambs. It's Silence lambs. the
0: Lambs. It's very possible. Um, Lean on Me, uh, he was a police officer, <laughs> and a number of other ones. I didn't list all of them. Right, right. He had a lot of credits, and many of them were police officers or guards.
1: Maybe he missed his true calling. Maybe,
0: or maybe he really was one. I don't know.
1: Um,
0: next, we have Phyllis, who was the neighbor that was... Pro gun, the one that poked Elise in the boob, <laughs> yes, the boob poker. the boob poker. Um, and uh, she was in a few things I wanted to mention. First of all, she had a uh, brief recurring role on the TV show Head of the Class. And what's fun about that is yes. that's a TV show that my cousin was a, was one of the stars of.
1: Was like one of the main guys. Yeah. Uh,
0: Tony O'Dell um, is his name, his, his stage name. And uh, he's one of the main characters, one of the main uh, kids on the but show. But his
1: real last name is Vecchio, right? No,
0: he's a cousin. It's Anthony Delacuilla is his. Oh,
1: Delacuilla. Right. Okay. So his
0: stage name is Tony O'Dell. Okay. Um. So anyway, that's uh, that was a fun little connection there. Also, this is really cool. So she plays Phyllis, the neighbor. In uh, two additional episodes, but she also comes back three more times to Family Ties in different roles.
1: They do that a lot here.
0: Yeah, well, and that's just kind of a common thing that happened in TV shows back then. Um, You had, you know, actors that were on. um, on the retainer, on contract right, at different studios. They how are studios. you
1: going to remember if Right, you- they
0: You know, dress them up differently. So she played Phyllis in 82 and another episode in 83. Then she played a character named Robin in 84. Then she was back to Phyllis in 85. And then she played a character named Susan in 86 and a character named Norma in 88. So she's there throughout a lot of the episodes. So we're going to
1: see her. We're going to see good old so we're Phyllis. Be, we'll be
0: seeing her come back again. So keep an eye out for her. That's Enid Kent, who played Phyllis. And then finally um we had the uh, gun store uh, lady that you talked I about. I
1: adored her.
0: Yeah, her name is Edna according to uh the the cast list.
1: Oh, just Oh, that was her.
0: That was her the character's okay, I name. I thought
1: she was like Madonna. No, she no, just no. She went by Edna. Her character's
0: name was Edna and she's okay. played by a lady named Mary Jackson. Um a couple things about her. She was at, she was in TV shows all the way back to like the 60s and earlier like crazy. She was in a ton of ton of stuff, but just two I wanted to point out. Um she was in Big Top Pee-wee. So that's one of the more modern nice. movies that she was in, which is a real weirdo one. Um she was in The Exorcist 3. Mm. And it was weird because she actually died I think about 20 years ago, something like that, but they just released um in 2016, like a recut of it, and so I was confused because it said she was in a movie from 2016. After she died. So Ooh. took a little detective work there, but we figured it out. But the thing she was probably most known as um, in her day was she was on the TV show The Waltons, Aww. and she was in 67 episodes of that. She played the character Emily Baldwin. So for any uh, Waltons fans out there. I'm
1: sure there's a lot of crossover.
0: Probably. If anyone's got a Walton's podcast, hit us up. We'll uh
1: We'll do a we'll crossover epi. Um, my favorite quote, um, which isn't the quote of the ep to okay. me, but okay. one of my favorite quotes of Edna's was, um, Stephen and Elise say, you know, they're pacifists. And she, you know, didn't really, she just... Kept on going, showing them the guns. Good sales lady. And she said her quote to them when she takes a gun out and she goes, pacifists that come in here seem to like this one. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, she was good. That was great. Yeah. Great character.
1: She had some great comedic timing. She did. Sha-la-la-la.
0: All right, it's time to explain that joke. The part of the show where we talk about references that may have gone over modern listeners' heads or maybe younger listeners'. Um, Did you hear any things that you think we should address there in this category, you
1: I did. First of all, how Stella looked by Starlight.
0: Yeah, they threw out a lot of references at the beginning there, and I looked it all up.
1: And Eleanor Rigby's Jar in a Face by the Door.
0: All right. You ready for this? Yeah. So, you were confused at the beginning because they were talking about the Beatles and you thought they were going to a concert. They went I to see. I remember they
1: said they went to the movies. They went to the movies and they pre-speak. saw a
0: Hard Day's Night, which is the Beatles movie. Got it. Where they do sing a lot in it. One of the songs by the Beatles is Eleanor Rigby, and one of the lyrics explains that she keeps her face in a jar by the door.
1: Okay. Which
0: probably I I don't know I don't know much about the song itself, but I'm guessing like makeup maybe we're talking you know who knows but anyway that comes from a lyric from the oh, song that Eleanor makes Rigby sense. you know. Gotta face.
1: put on my face. I think
0: that's a poetic way of saying that, but I could or be totally off. Or a Silence of the
1: Lambs reference.
0: Or it could be that one. We have <laughs> could have another connection there. Um, so that's why you were confused about that. And then, so they were saying, the kids were like, oh, I'm bored by the Beatles. And then they were saying, uh, I think Elise said, well, it was trying to explain that that's the way their parents felt. That they weren't interested in l- knowing how Stella looked by Starlight. Well, Stella by Starlight was a popular song. It was written by Victor Young, and it was drawn from the thematic material composed for the main title and soundtrack of the 1944 Paramount Pictures film The Uninvited, according to Wikipedia. Um, It was actually one of the most popular songs to cover and um, re-record from the era. Um, People that covered it and sang it included Ray Charles, Frank Sinatra, Helen Reddy, Tony Bennett... Ella Fitzgerald, and many, many more.
1: Oh, I love Ella.
0: So, um, that, uh, that's, so there she was just saying, like, that was the stuff that their parents wanted them to like and was too old-fashioned for them. So, there you go. That's, that explains that one. Any others that you came up with?
1: Yes. So, I know the reference here, but for some of your younger listeners, they might not. So, Mallory goes upstairs, you know, even though there might be murders still upstairs. (laughs) Right. Dad and mom let her go upstairs, and she comes down, you know, practically in tears because they stole her prized possession, her diary. Yeah, and Jennifer says, "Don't worry, I made a Xerox of it."
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: So, Xerox, um, which is total product like placement, or maybe unknown product placement, because Xerox is actually a company, right, that does copiers, mm-hmm. but um. We just say make a copy.
0: Well, I think it's one of those things like a Kleenex, where yeah. a Kleenex is a brand name, yeah. but it, at the time, especially Xerox yeah. meant photocopy,
1: and that's totally an '80s reference because that's like what our teachers yeah. would say, like, oh, we're gonna go make a Xerox of the worksheet.
0: That's funny. But, I didn't even. But like I, think I don't of that. say
1: I work. I make copies every day. I'm a teacher. No
0: one says Xerox anymore. Nobody says Xerox anymore. Oh, that's a good one. I did not like because that's something I grew up with. It didn't even register that that's something. I I, I, I work with right.
1: youth, and I am constantly explaining to my students the meanings of out-of-date references, so things like that.
0: That's funny stuff. I catch. Um, well, we got one more that I saw, another music one. Um, actually, there's a lot of music stuff in this one, so it kind of combined our usual music references. Um, but the thing that Alex had stolen was his Montavani albums.
1: Yeah, I remember him saying that, but I didn't write it down.
0: Uh, it's funny. I actually have a couple records by Montevani, which of um, course you ties do. me a little closer to Alex B. Keaton still. Uh, but he was um, he was an Italian, an Anglo-Italian conductor. I think he lived in, in England, but he was of Italian heritage. Um, and he was, was, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, it was popular to, uh, you know, to have these these conductors that had their little orchestras and that kind of thing. And so um, according to Wikipedia, <clears throat> he was actually, um, he, he conducted light orchestra-styled entertain uh, entertainment with a cascading strings. I'm going to start that over again. According to Wikipedia, um, he was a conductor, composer, and light orchestra-styled entertainer with ca- a Cascading Strings musical signature. Um, according to Wikipedia, he was Britain's most successful album act before the Beatles, the first act to sell over one million stereo albums and have six albums simultaneously in the U.S. Top 30 in 1959.
1: It must have been very well liked by the conservatives. Yeah,
0: so he's a big deal, and it's, yeah, it's stuffy old person music, so of course that's what Alex, you know, has. <laughs> right.
1: Out, so. Well, and that didn't get stolen.
0: I thought that did. I thought they. Did. Oh no, no, they didn't no, they touch didn't. it. That's right. <laughs>
1: and and Stephen's like, oh, oh well, goodness. that's surprising. That's <laughs> right. You're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right, Janelle. What is your quote of the ep?
1: All right. Well, my quote of the ep um, is done by Alex, and they're having a family meeting, and um, Mallory says. I can't help feeling real weird, and Alex says in reply, "That's because you are a real weird."
0: Does he really? Yeah. That's funny. There was a couple little like errors, like like bloopers no, that but got I into think, the episode. I
1: think he was saying it like because she can't said feel
0: that, like real weird. Yeah. Oh. So he was
1: responding, and because I thought it was she talks like
0: Valley Girls. Yeah, style. I
1: thought it was very clever oh. wordplay.
0: That's good. I didn't catch that one either.
1: I'm just catching so many things.
0: You're, oh, you're so observant. Um mine just was right on, at the beginning there. Um when Elise was like stressing about the room having been torn apart and oh look, they ruined all these things. Mm-hmm. And and I just thought it was funny. Steven said they're burglars, Elise. That's their job.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was she was acting shocked. Yes. That they would How do that. How could they that? do this? Yes.
0: So anyway, I just I like I like Steven's down-to-earth approach sometimes. Yes.
1: You have a little bit of Steven in yet, too. (laughs) (laughs) Sha-la-la-la!
0: What's the moral? You kind of touched on it briefly earlier, but what's the moral of this episode? The moral of
1: the story is don't get a gun or you'll shoot your son accidentally.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. It's better to hit people over the head with a tennis racket and maybe get murdered.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But to have a gun.
0: I don't know. I, I do. I love how they deal with these like deep issues,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they like they definitely draw a line. Like there are sometimes, I guess, they leave stuff more open, but they took a hard stance on yeah. this one,
1: and they just wrap it up in their twenty-two minute episode yeah. or twenty-four minutes.
0: Problem solved. That's how. That's, that's the. That's the wrap. beauty of sitcoms.
1: There it is. Sha-la-la-la. So can I add? Is this the last part? Usually? Yeah, we're about well, to wrap it
0: up. So if you I got to add
1: one when Janelle's here, okay. Because I, um, i very much noticed the wardrobes of the time. Okay. And there is a scene in which Stephen is very obviously wearing a f- like a, a woman's sweater.
0: Really? Yes. <laughs>
1: like this the scoop neck the white like design on it All right. So, check it out.
0: If there's any fashion-minded listeners out there, you might want to go back and And I up. didn't
1: talk about this on the last episode I did, but then I went and talked about it on our other show, Mandarin Orden show.
0: Well, that's a good com. way to work in the plug there.
1: Um because I forgot to talk about it, but I did notice it when we watched it is that Mallory was dressed Like, a very conservative, like, little house on the prairie woman, (laughs)
0: like,
1: with her, like, blouse, like, up to her neck and... That just doesn't seem very Mallory.
0: Well, as I, I have a feeling as the series goes on, she's going to develop that style a little yeah. more. She very much she already in, the 80's in style. this
1: episode she's like wearing the skinny jeans with the boots up to her knees, and she has like her her open sweater, and she's just very she's very fashionable for the time.
0: All right. Well, that's Janelle's fashion corner.
1: I'm not like a super fashionable person. I definitely have my own sense of fashion. And yes, you do. I do not have. fit any. Um, I don't fit any fashion <laughs> like category, but I do notice it. You
0: definitely notice it more than I do because I couldn't tell you what any of them were wearing at like, any given point in That time. white
1: sweater, man. It's burned <laughs> on my mind. Sha-la-la-la. All right,
0: well, I think we're going to bring this to a close. Any things you would like to plug in addition to our other podcast, The Mandarian Orange Show?
1: Yes, um, I am the host of another um, very popular podcast that you can find on iTunes or Stitcher um, called The Mandarian Orange Show. Yes, not Mandarin, Mandarin Orange Show. Good. And then um, I am also a travel blogger and my specialty is that I am able to find really tre- cheap, cool places to travel with your family, take the kids. Um, I read on Facebook like just this week, somebody posted that going, um, going on like with your kids when you travel is not a vacation. It's just a trip. Ooh. Vacation is when you leave the kids at home. And I couldn't disagree more. If you train your kids from the time they're very young, every trip can be a vacation.
0: And enjoy so your kids.
1: Enjoy them. Hang out with them. If they have a massive meltdown, go back to the hotel and watch TV. Like take a chill pill, right? That's
0: good advice. So how so, can we find out about your travel exploits?
1: So um it's really cool because by the time this episode goes up, um, you can go to myvacationpants.com, um, and you can see my new website. I changed over um, to a new you know, website, so it's pretty sleek, and it should be the first post up there. It's a year in review. So, you can see all the cool places and my top ratings for 2016.
0: That's myvacationpants.com.
1: Myvacationpants.com.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Um, for our listeners, want to make sure you guys are uh, keeping up to date on watching the show with us. So, if you want to watch Family Ties, the best way to do that is to get an Amazon Prime subscription. And um, with that paid subscription, you get free access to the entire series. So you can be watching along with us. We're only 10 episodes in, so it's definitely not too late to catch up. You
1: can binge watch that in a night.
0: That's like, Yeah, I mean, that's nothing. That's a Friday evening, you know. So uh, make sure you're doing that. If you have any questions or comments you want to write in, you can get a hold of us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. And uh, check out our website, alexbkeatonismyfriend.com.
1: Buy some records. Go to (laughs) PopVoxMusic.com.
0: And I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you again, Janelle, for being here.
1: You're so welcome.
0: Thank you, listeners, for listening along. And join us next time for another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is My Friend.
1: Uh, What would we do,
0: baby? Without us. What would
1: we do? without us and there ain't no nothing we can love each other through
0: and what would we do baby without
1: us shalala
0: this podcast is a part of the Benview Network you can find this and other podcasts like it at bendviewnetwork.com.